Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, May 21st, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. It is a glorious Monday, right? And I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend, but that you also took that time that you needed to joy pamper yourself, you know, bringing that joy into your life with the simple things, whether it is a bubble bath, whether it is a walk through the park, whether it's reading your favorite book, just having some new time, calling someone to say I love you or simply just blessing the life of another person with food, shelter, whatever it needs to be to, for you to bring that joy into your life. As a reminder, now, if you didn't take the time to review your calendar on Sunday evening, you know that's something that I talk about a lot, and I, I share with you how important that is to do. Every Sunday evening, you need to review your calendar and ensure that, number one, you actually have the goal that you're, you're trying to target for Friday, right? Most of the time in businesses, especially where sales is concerned, most business owners measure their sales uh, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. In other words, they're, they have to keep up with how they're doing in sales, and weekly is so important, it drives you to increase your sales for the month. And so that is why on Sunday evenings it's so important to say, hey, what's my sales goal on on Sunday, you know, on Friday? What are my sales goals uh, going to be? And what do I need to do to make sure that my sales goals are being achieved? So very, very important. And perhaps there are other things from a business management standpoint that you need to be doing and also from a marketing standpoint that you need to be doing. So to hold yourself accountable is so important, especially if you are a solo entrepreneur, that you look at your calendar and make sure that you have identified the milestones uh, for Friday's goals, and then also that you've identified throughout the week that from Monday through Friday, the different tasks that should be occurring in order for you to achieve your goals. If you have other activities outside of that, then it's so very, very important for you to remember that you will have to eliminate some things if they are getting in the way of you not accomplishing and achieving your goals for Friday. So that's so very important. And I want to just keep that in front of you and make sure as the CEO and the leader of your company that you are paying attention to the things that should be priority to you for your business. You know, it's just not enough to get a client, right, or to get a customer, but you need a stream of clients and a stream of customers coming in to your business um, on a very frequent basis, right? And if you don't have that, 
then what happens is that you're not making money, you're not able to take care of your business payables, and you're not able to grow the business. And so these are all trickle-down effects as a result of you not focusing on your business calendar and what needs to happen. Now, of course, I want to remind you that you have doctor's appointments, if you have doctor's appointments for your children, um, if there are things that need to take place because these are also priorities in your life, of course that's understandable. But I want to point out to you that when you make a commitment to start a business and to be the leader of that business, you have to hold that in priority if you are being a responsible business owner, okay? And this is so very, very important for you to understand because I noticed that there are a lot of uh, women that want to start businesses. I talk to women all the time about starting their business. And one of the things that I began to incorporate in my coaching with women is I asked the question, tell me a little bit about the activities and what's going on in your life right now. Because if I have somebody that says, well, I'm in school part-time, working on my degree, um, I'm president of the PTA, if they say I have three kids and uh, they're all elementary school age, they tell me all of that, then my job is to make them really be realistic with the type of business that they're starting, the goals that they will need to set, some of the things that they may have to give up in order for that business to take off successfully, right? And so I'm saying to all of you who are listening to the show today, by the way, the board is full, um, for all of you who are listening to the show today, I'm saying to you that if you are not putting your business in priority, then it's time for you to do that. And I do see this trending pattern with a lot of businesswomen where they want business success but they are aware that they are not holding their business in priority in order for it to be successful, right? And so this is why I urge you, I urge you to hold your business in priority every Sunday evening. Make sure that you have reviewed your calendar and know the things that you should be working on and catch the things that you should be putting on the back burner because they're really not helping you to accomplish your goals for the week, right? Very, very important. Well, our theme this month is the diamonds are in your own backyard. Again, the diamonds are in your own backyard. And I've got great feedback on this. I've had people texting me saying, hey, I like the spin on comparison between diamonds and people who are like with referring to your business or giving you business. Um, and so this has just been a really good theme as we really look at our overall goal for 2018, which is to help you to generate a six-figure income, to provide some tools and resources to you to help you boost your income. So, you know, this topic, the diamonds are in your own backyard, what you want to understand about it is that every single day you have people that are around you that can become customers, they can become clients, uh, they can become great referrers for you. Um, they will refer people all the time to you, right? If there is a relationship that has been 
developed. So that's what we're going to talk about today is harvesting and mining your diamonds, you know, taking care of your, your diamonds, making sure that you have actually developed a relationship with your diamonds, which is so very, very important. So definitely you want to have your notepad handy and you want to be prepared and ready uh, to take some notes on this topic and ask yourself, Am I really mining my my diamonds? Am I taking care of the people that are taking care of me? Also on today's show lineup, um, I have five questions to generate cash in 2018. Book Club Book of the Month is The Power of Focus, and I will be reading you an excerpt from that. Uh, many of my old-time listeners, well, let me take that word old. Many of my long-time listeners, I'll take that word old. You know we don't like that word, right, ladies? Uh, so many of my long-time listeners probably have this book in your success library, but for those of you who are pretty new to the show, maybe the past couple of years or so you've been listening, I want to encourage you to add this book to your success library. Again, the title is The Power of Focus for Women, and the authors are Fran, F-R-A-N, Hewitt, H-E-W-I-T-T, and her husband, Les, L-E-S, Hewitt. And um, the book is just chock full of wonderful, wonderful information, right? And so um, last week I shared with you the various roles that we tend to play as we are working on accomplishing our goals and, and doing things. I shared the five most common, um, well, actually it's the five most common masks that we tend to wear uh, when we are going about our day. Uh, and functioning in life, and uh, I'm going to share those with you guys in just a little bit, but I'm going to slow down. Let me see. I think I shared number one, which was approval seeker uh, mask, and today I'm going to be sharing with you the victim mask, and then I'll share with you um, one other if we have time. Uh, But this book is really, really good, and I really want you guys to uh, have it in your success library. I've gone back to it a few times now and reread because, you know, reading books is just like watching movies over again. You can watch it or read it, and you'll always be able to get something different. Based on where you're at in your life, you're going to always be able to get something different with that particular book, okay? So definitely put that in your success library, um, and then, of course, uh, border not Borders, but Barnes & Noble online and also Amazon online. Both have this book uh, at very good uh, discounted prices, so you definitely want to check that out. I want to give just a big shout-out and a huge thank you to Teresa and Chandra, who are creators of the Mom Biz Boss Conference. Um, this past weekend, I was honored as Mom Biz Boss of the Year. And um, I had such a wonderful time at this conference. I got there in the morning, and I stayed probably to about 2. The conference itself, I think, ended at 6. Uh, but I had such a beautiful, beautiful time at this conference. And uh, it was such an intimate conference, and the women had beautiful spirits. I just felt such love all around me. Um, but I was given that award, and I am just so thankful uh, for receiving that award, and I receive it with love, and I'm so thankful to God uh, for that blessing. Um, and I just want to give a shout-out again 
to um, Teresa and Chandra. I don't know if you're listening to the show today, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for such a beautiful award. And I'm going to post my award uh, up on the uh, Facebook page because they gave me this beautiful, beautiful box that's kind of like a, I don't know what color you would call it. It's kind of like a, a mint tone, marble mint tone, but it's very, very beautiful and exquisite looking. And then in gold on the top, it has my name, Mom Biz Boss 2018. It's so beautiful. And um, I am going to be using that box to write down the successes that I claim in my life. And I'm going to be using that frequently at multiple times a week. I'm going to also put my prayers in that box. I'm going to put prayers for others in that box. I'm going to really use that box. It is so absolutely beautiful. So I am grateful that I won that award. And, um, you know, Mom Biz Boss, you're off the chain. Thank you so very, very much. And hopefully I'll be able to have Teresa and Chandra both on the show to talk a little bit about their movement, Mom Biz Boss, and how they are encouraging moms uh, all over the nation um, to take care of themselves, to run their businesses properly. Um, and so, again, I'll hopefully be able to have them on the show. I want to go ahead at this time, and I want to bring up um, the five questions to generate cash in 2018, again, the five questions to generate cash in 2018. I'm just going to take a, a sip of my favorite coffee that I have right here. It is so good. I started not to have the coffee, but, you know, I said, you know, the ladies will understand that I need to take a sip of water and coffee every now and then. Um, here's number one. And, again, for those of you that are new to the show, five questions to generate cash is, um, all about me creating questions that were, were going to help me. I created these questions at the end of 2017, and then when I created the questions, I kind of test them out to see if they're working for me. You know, like are they causing me to brainstorm? Are they he he helping me to have aha moments? And, of course, they really were. And so I made them the, the questions uh, that I read every Monday for you, the listening audience, um, so that you can also experience some of the breakthroughs that I experience by ad questions consistently. Here's question number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Now, everybody knows that I really am a person that believes in setting business goals um, and that as the CEO of your company, this is something that is vital to your success to keep a, a bird's eye watch on all of the money that's coming through your business. Um, and so you really need to be setting sales goals, right? Now, the normal way that you would do this as a business owner is that you would uh, create kind of like an annual strategy plan of which sales goals is a part of that strategy. So you would say, this is, these are the sales that I want to have for the year, and then you would break those sales down by quarter and then by month and then by week, right? Here's number two. Am I consistent? That word is very key. Consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads. You know, when it comes right down to it, ladies, we can have the best-looking website, we can have an excellent marketing plan. We can, we can have 
all of the bells and whistles that we need for our business. But if you're not getting leads, then that means you don't have anyone to close the sale with. And if you don't have people to close the sale with, you got it. No sales, no money, right? And so it's so very, very important for you got to have a marketing plan. Um, and I think some women stray away from developing a marketing plan because in their minds they're thinking, I'm going to need a lot of money. Now, I will let you know that you will need a marketing budget of some kind, right, even if it's $100 a week. Heck, even if it's $50 a month so that you can do a few Facebook ads, right, you've got to have some kind of marketing budget. And so it's so very, very important for you to go ahead and work on a marketing plan. And with that said, I want to remind you that if you do have a marketing plan, are you really implementing it on a consistent level? Um, I still talk to a lot of business women that have yet to automate a lot of their marketing system. Listen, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you know who you are because you're pretty much doing everything, right? One of the things that can really free up a lot of your time is an automated marketing system. And that means that when you generate your leads and people sign up on your mailing list, you automatically have a system in place that's going to send out emails to them or text to them. You're going to keep them in the know. You're going to provide some things of value to them. And all of that actually be uh, automated, but you must take an effort to make that happen, okay? So that's number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? Well, I recommend that you talk to three to five new people on a daily basis, but when you're first starting, three people is about is good. You're going to need about an hour to talk to those three people, maybe a little bit less. But where do you get those new people from? Well, these are the people that you're meeting at networking events, that you're talking uh, when you're out and about during your day. These are people that uh, are your Facebook friends or your LinkedIn friends or your Twitter friends. These are people that have asked you to connect with them, but you've really not followed up and connected back with them. So one of the things that I do is that I like to invite people to have a connection call with me. That's where for 15, 20 minutes we can each share what we do and then discover how we may be able to support, encourage, and help one another. And it could be a multiple, uh, multiple list of things that we may be able to do. We might be able to refer. We might be able to become clients for one another. We might be able to bother. There might be a lot of things that we can do, but we will never know if we don't take the initiative to do it. Of my friends on Facebook especially have three, four, and 5,000 friends. And I often ask myself, I wonder how often are my friends on, on social media, are they actually reaching out and connecting with people? Because that is a diamond mine in and of itself. So again, this is something that you need to think about doing. Number four, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Okay, we talked about one of the first questions in the five questions to generate cash was about achieving sales goals. Well, 
there are some other business goals that you probably will need to look at accomplishing for your week, and you need to identify those. And lastly is number five, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Now, I am convinced, you know, over the years, I have attributed a lot of things to being um, a factor in having a successful business, right? You know, you got to have the right amount of capital. You can, you really do need a, some type of plan, some type of guide that you're following, which in turn allows you to hold yourself accountable. So there are a few things that you, you actually need to be successful in your business. However, I am here to let you know with solid testimony and results of my own personally that the number one thing you really need in your business is you. You need to become the best leader you can possibly be for your business. You do. And I'm just, I'm just here. I know some people who are listening, I'm going to be calling you to the carpet, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cutting you with the word of truth about being a good leader because I know that some of you listening are not good leaders. We're all not good leaders at certain times, but then there are some that really have not picked up the torch of leadership to be the best CEO that she could possibly be. But that is what is going to be required of you. And sometimes you sit there and you might ask yourself, gosh, I'm not making money. I don't understand why I'm not not making money. And here's what I discovered through coaching with a lot of different women is that you might name everything around the sun as to why your business is not successful, but you often will not take a look in the mirror at yourself. That is something that happened to me many years ago. I was always saying that money was the issue. I don't have enough money. I was always saying, I, you know, I can't seem to close a sale with a client. Nobody's joining. Nobody's doing this or that anymore. I was whining. Well, you know, what I want to let you know is that it is time for us all to put on our big girl panties, okay? We all need to be responsible in leading our companies to success and then to the next level. And that can't happen if you're not willing to, and making a commitment to be a good leader. Do you even know what's required of you to be a good leader industry? It doesn't matter whether you're in, in a service business, a product business, a direct sales company. It doesn't really matter what type of business model you're using. What does matter is what's required of you to be a leader of that business. What do you need to have um, as skill-wise to take your business to the next level, right? And I also want to let you know that it's not all about skills and leadership. It's also about delegation because so many women have this tendency not to want to delegate things. I need a website. Well, let me go buy a book and find out how to create a website, okay? Uh, I need to have business cards designed well, well, let me figure out how to design my own business cards. I need a logo. Okay, let me take a graphics class to learn how to develop my own logo. And so what, I'm, what I'm learning, some, some business women are stunting their own growth by being in their way, by being in their way. I, I did a topic on Successful Woman Radio a while back that I, I'm hoping to bring back again really soon with the question, are you babying your business? Because sometimes as women, what we do is that we birth our business 
And then we hold our business back as a baby instead of letting it go through the stages of growth, adolescence, then on through the teenage years, on to early adulthood, and then to full uh, as a full adult business that can then uh, generate cash and pay us and uh, help us with our own personal goals. And that is something that I'm going to be bringing back because I know that a lot of us, a lot of women need to hear that topic. But listen, leadership is key. It's key. And if you're not being the best leader for your business, if, you're, if you don't know what your sales goals are, do you know how much money you made last week? Do you, what about um, generating leads? Do you know how to generate leads for your business? Are you being the ambassador for your business? So listen, ladies. One of the best ways to, to really get on the page, right page and the right path to being a better leader is to develop a position description for yourself, just like you would if you were hiring somebody to be the CEO of your company. And one of the questions that you should ask yourself as you're developing this description, pretend that you're hiring somebody else and say, okay, what reports? would I be needing from this person to know that my business is doing good, to know that, um, to, to know the areas that I should be concerned about for my business? What are the types of reports I want to see? Well, I know I want to see a sales report, right? I know I want to know how many leads have been generated in the company, and out of those leads, how many actually were crossed over into customers or clients or members. How, how, how is that working? Uh, I want to know how many visitors are coming to my website. Right, I want to know what what products and and um, things are we offering as value added free things to get people to sign up on our list so that we can generate more leads. What what am I doing? What do am I expecting you to do? And then when you do that and you list out the different reports that you would need because different businesses are going to need different reports. What happens is that now you've really identified what you should be doing as a CEO of your business. You've actually identified. Because it's not all about servicing the client or making the, making the, uh, the gift baskets or baking the cookies or, or providing the service. It's not all about that. And so I want to um, make sure that everyone understands you've got to do this position description. And, um, you know, what I'm learning is that I've mentioned this multiple times, but I know that there are a lot of you who've listened at me making that recommendation, and you have yet to do it. You know how I know? Because I see you at networking events. You call me, you text me, and you say, I'm going to get to that position description. You're so right. You, I need to do this. You're so right. Listen. You guys are listening to a business owner, a coach, who teaches from her failures more than she does her successes. You really are. And I do that because I know that if you can learn from my mistakes, that you can grow your business. Because when I changed the era of my ways, and I actually started listening to consultants and coaches and other people that were where I want to be at, I started seeing a change. I started having aha moments all over the place. I started becoming the leader of my business that I needed to be. And so don't just think that I'm sitting here, you know, broadcasting this show, telling you things that um, I'm reading somewhere but have never experienced it. I Trust me, I have really experienced it. I know 
what it's like to file bankruptcy. I know what it's like to not have money coming into your business. I also know what it's like to have a burning desire and a passion and a love for your business so deep that it hurts that it's not being as successful as it should be. I know what that feels like. I also know what it feels like when you're procrastinating and you can't seem to get yourself to get to the next level. I know all of those things. And so what is so very, very important and what you need to understand is that I want you to, to on this show, free enough to reach out to me and to let me know, hey, Trina, I need some assistance. I need some help because I know that I'm not being the best leader that I need to be for my business. So as we, as we put closure to the five questions to generate cash in 2018, again, I want to recommend to all of you that if you have not had your free power talk for the year with me, that's a free 30 to 45-minute coaching session with me, then you need to go ahead and get it scheduled. Now, I will say that I, um, we just opened back up the power talks, the free power talks, and we are almost at full capacity for like the next month. So you guys need to go ahead and get your Power Talk scheduled. So I'm going to tell you how you do that. You simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, and when you get to womenaboutbiz.net, you're going to simply um, click on Coaching in the top menu bar, okay? Coaching in the top right menu bar, just click on that word, and right when you get there in Coaching, the first blog post, the first post you see says free Power Talk coaching session for women. Click on that, fill out the form. You'll be taken right to my calendar uh, where you can schedule your free Power Talk session. So, again, visit womenaboutbiz.net, click on coaching in the top white menu bar, and then from there you will see in in the left-hand column free Power Talk coaching session. Just click on that, get that filled out. It doesn't take you any more than about two or three minutes, and then you can be on your way to us brainstorming and figuring out ways to better market, to, to creating a position description for your business, to come up with ways to grow your business, right, to help you get more clarity. So take advantage of that. Um, it does look like after about five more um, appointments are scheduled that, again, we'll be closing out Power Talk for the next 30 days. Um, because we will, we just don't have the time. I give so many power talks, so I have to limit the amount that I do within a 30-day increment. So, again, make sure that you visit womenaboutbiz.net and get yours scheduled. This is my gift to you, okay? It is 12.30. It is 30 minutes after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Hey, I want to remind you that if you have missed any of our previous shows uh, for the month as we've been talking about, the diamonds are in your own backyard, all you need to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. Click on the word podcast in the top menu bar, and there you will see the Blog Talk player, and you can listen to all of the previous broadcasts so you can catch up on this topic, The Diamonds Are In Your Own Backyard, okay? So definitely make sure you visit that podcast page there. And, again, I thank all of you who are listeners. The board is 
full again today. I mean, we've, we've had our board at Blog Talk Full every single Monday for uh, multiple months now, and I am just so excited. If you ever call in to Blog Talk Radio and the board is full, you get a message that says, I'm sorry, um, this board is full. Just open up the inter- your Internet browser and go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio, okay? Again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio, and you'll be able to hear the show live from the convenience of the Internet, your smartphone, your iPad, notepad. Now, with that said, if you um, want it to be even more convenient for you to listen to previous shows, then whether you have an Android or you have um, a iPhone, you can have it available right there to you. If you have an iPhone, go to your iTunes and search for Successful Woman Radio and mark it as a favorite, and then you will get notifications that the next, um, the latest broadcast is available for you to listen to. On Android phones, um, you can, and I always, always have a problem with this particular um, website, but on Android phones, I do believe you can go to Spricker, and I want to make sure that I am spelling it right, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. I believe it's Spreaker. It's pronounced Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker.com. And you can um, download that app as well on your Android phone, search for Successful Woman Radio, and then mark it as a favorite, and again, you'll get notifications when a new broadcast has loaded. Normally, broadcasts will upload on both iTunes and Spreaker somewhere around the 30 minutes or 45 minutes after the show has ended. So um, it's pretty fast, and it's pretty up-to-date. So again, you have those three ways that you can listen from Successful Woman Radio, uh, on Women About Biz, just go to the podcast, and then, of course, Spreaker or iTunes. So I'm so excited to be able to provide that convenience for you. And so many of you have found the show through iTunes and Spreaker. So again, thank you for being a listener. I want to go ahead right now and switch right over to our book, The Power of Focus for Women. This is um, this is just such a good book, and, and there's just so many areas that I could be reading to you from, right? Uh, But this one area in particular, it's time to get real, which is chapter number two. The The author really talks about how important it is for women to get real with themselves and why a lot of us hide behind a lot of different masks, right? She says, as an adult, you might think it's better to leave the past alone, but leaving the past is in the past. I can do anything. I can't do anything about it now. But she says there is more to it than that. Your life is a journey influenced by relationships. These people have helped mold you into the person you are today. Unfortunately, some of their influences may have been negative. Those negative influences can actually sabotage the real you. So she gives us five masks that we really need to take um take aware of. We really need to know what they are. And she says to be fully alive and enjoy all that is bountiful in this world, right, you need to be aware of specific masses that you could be wearing and how they could be holding you back. So the mask number one was the approval seeker mask. 
She says, are you hyper-vigilant about what others think of you and how to please them? Do you seek approval about your figure, the clothes you wear, the size of your home, the car you drive, and how much money you earn? Be honest. Will you do almost anything to get the approval of others? Here's a testimonial that she has in the book. This lady says, I've spent my whole life caring about what other people think of me, says Mary. I know I am a people pleaser. It's important that my friends see me as Mary Mary, always happy, outgoing, and fun to be with. They compliment my upbeat attitude all the time. If only they knew how I really felt. My life is one big act. I often feel sad because I don't have a close relationship. She says, I such a fraud. The author goes on to say, the cost to Mary's self-respect is enormous, yet many women feel just like her. Somewhere along life's path, they bought into the idea that it wasn't okay to express their true thoughts. Instead of inner validation, they seek solace by attempting to please everyone else, to you appearing more important than being. The approval seeker mask is one of the most common. Behind this mask is pleasing and agreeable women. She has difficulty setting boundaries because the needs of everyone else appear to be more important than her own. Her unconscious stance is, you count, I don't. Wow, that's pretty deep, huh? The author says, almost everyone wants to be liked. When this desire overrides everything else, however, the the approval seeker's life becomes focused on how other people react and respond to her. The approval seeker will do whatever it takes to have peace at any price. She takes responsibility for how other people feel and act. The approval seeker mask is her way of getting attention. However, deep down, she feels unlovable. Do you see yourself here? Does this mask fit you? And the author goes on to give some really good advice on what you need to do, how to how to set yourself free of being the approval seeker, right? But then she goes on to the second type of mask that's called the dick to a miserable existence. The woman behind this mask feels that life is unfair. She plays the modern role. If you knew my story, you'd understand and have pity on me. This woman likes to blame and complain instead of taking responsibility. Often she is stuck in backwards thinking. It could have been so different if I had a better education. If only my banker had supported my idea. My husband should have made me happy, but now I'm all alone. The woman who wears the victim mask believes that she has no other choices. She gives her power away and sees herself as less than. This shows up in the powerless language she uses, I can't, I should, I have to. She feels that her situation is hopeless and that she is helpless to change it. What sort of energy does this person give out? You're right, negative. In fact, if you spend too much time around someone like this, You will feel your own energy being drained away. It's exhausting. Despite this, some women wearing the victim mask have the ability to attract rescuers and caregivers, some of whom are wearing the approval approval seeker mask. When these people are around, she loves to talk about her problems. It looks like she has the weight of the world on her shoulders. The victim blames others for her unhappiness. She indulges in pity parties and often uses the guilt part as an ace to help her what she wants. Aging parents often do this. It is a difficult situation for adult children to resolve. 
Here's another testimonial that's in the book in reference to the victim mess. This person says, I'm out of work again and can hardly make ends meet, mourns Val. I can barely afford a pack of cigarettes. There are no good jobs anyway. Lousy pay, lousy. Hours treating me like dirt. It's all the same, so I quit. That's the third time this year. You'd think my kids would help out after the sacrifices I've made for them, but no, they'd rather see me suffer. We have to be very, very careful with this victim mask. And I, I, I at this time, just really, really want to be transparent with you because I have worn this victim's mask before. You know, we all have. All of these masks that I'm mentioning that are in the book, we all have worn these masks at one time or another, but some of the masks we wear more than the other. And I can remember being younger in my 20s and 30s, and I wore both the approval seeker and the victim's mask really well. I found myself always getting in the conversation with the woe is me statement, you know, like, yeah, I've always wanted to do this or that, but I couldn't because I don't have enough money, because I don't have this, I don't have the other. I was always uh, using the contractions. I can't, I don't, I didn't, I, I, you know. I And I found myself doing that a lot. And it got progressively worse in my 30s, right? I, I was always blaming myself and what I couldn't do, and, and then I was always laying the blame on other things all around me, but I was never um, in a mode to come up with solutions. Although I was able to help other people with their solutions, right, because I was the approval seeker, I was never able to get my own solutions so that I could have a more successful uh, successful goals with what I wanted to do. And so I just want to share with you that I, I had to get, I had to really change my belief system. I had to change my habits. I had to change the way I thought about life, how I looked at life. I had to change all of that and stop being the victim. You know, I, I, I once read this article, and I've shared this with many of you before. I've read this article uh, psychiatrists wrote about women victimizing themselves when they've been raped. And one of the most difficult things that therapists and psychiatrists, psychologists have to deal with with women who've been raped is to get them to accept responsibility for what has happened, not not accept responsibility for who, uh, why it happened or who raped them, but accept responsibility for what has happened. In other words, accept the fact that it has happened, but that you have the power to lift yourself out of the despair, the depression, and the victimization that has occurred to you, right? And the psychiatrist went on to talk about how difficult that was because most women felt like, no, I'm not going to take the blame for getting raped. I didn't do anything to be raped, and that's not what they were trying to get them to see. But because they were victimizing themselves, all they could see is somebody has done this to me. And so the psychiatrist said if women would only know, women who have been abused, women who have been raped, women who have been scorned in some way, that if you would only realize that you, when you victimize yourself, you give power to the person that has caused the problem. And they have gone on with their life. They've gone on with their life to victimize somebody else. They're not even thinking about you. They are not in pain. You are. 
And as long as you have given up your power to whatever it is that holds you back, you will forever be the victim. And so it is when it comes to business. As long as you are um, blaming everything around you as to why your business is not successful, and this is especially true in the direct sales and network marketing, as long as you are looking for your sponsors, as long as you are looking for um, your upline and the people that brought you into the business, as long as you are putting the blame on them as to why you're not being successful and not looking at what you're not doing, you won't be successful. Um, the same goes for traditional service and product oriented businesses. As long as you're as long as you're continuously harping on the fact that you don't have the money, it's the fault of no money, the lack of funding for you to move your business forward you're going to constantly be the victim. That is why I say the most important role, the most important factor for being successful in any business is that you have to be the leader of your business. So very, very important. It is 1245, 45 minutes after the hour, 15 minutes before one. Stay on the show. Don't go anywhere because now I'm getting ready to bring up our hot topic. The diamonds are in your backyard, and I'm getting ready to share with you harvesting and mining your diamonds. Again, harvesting and mining your diamonds. You know, ladies, there are diamonds that are all around you, and the diamonds, that is a metaphor for people who want to be your customer, people who are interested in what you have, people who may not be able to use what you have at the time, but they like you, they like what your business stands for, and they want to be in the know so that they can refer other people to you. These are all diamonds that are in your own backyard. But it's difficult to harvest these diamonds if you are not paying attention to them, if you're not getting yourself out, if you are not practicing good harvesting principles, right? So let's set the foundation for harvesting the diamonds, right? First, the foundation is that you have to be clear on exactly what the benefits are for anyone wanting to become a customer, a client, or someone to refer customers to you. You want to make sure that you are clear on the benefits of your business. You never want to come at anyone with just the bragging right to your business, right, for them to know how am I going to get the value out of being associated, out of utilizing and using your products and services or referring other people to you? How, how can I know that what you offer is, is good, is of value? So you've got to get clear on the benefits, right? So very, very important. Here's number two. The next thing is setting your harvesting foundation so that you can mine those diamonds and get them out of there and start utilizing them and developing a relationship is that you've got to have a consistent ambassador schedule. Now, an ambassador as the leader of your business, an ambassador is um, in business is the, the person that goes out 
and spread the word about the business. They they meet a lot of people and they find um, different environments that they can expose themselves to that would get more and more people to know who they are and what their business is about, what the benefits of their business is. And so as an ambassador, you want to be getting out of your home office, out of your office, and you want to be networking at least two to three times weekly, right? That's going to networking events. It might be going to some community events, and it might be you speaking to a, um, a group because you may have a certain expertise that you are able to talk about that would be very valuable to a lot of different people in different types of groups. So you may also go and speak, and, see, and that's still being the ambassador for your company. So I want to recommend to you that you do this. You need to get out, go to at least two networking events. You need to look at different community events happening all around you. And here's something that I don't think many people do. I don't think many people do this. Have you ever thought about going to different churches in your community and, and um introducing yourself to either the community minister, the minister in charge of outreach and community? Uh, have you ever thought about doing that, or if it's a small church, going and, and um, um, introducing yourself to the minister's wife or to the minister? You don't have to go to the church to do that because you simply want to make them aware that there are possible resources that are available. Or if you have a product business, how about donating um, a product? Find out if the church has like a um, a shelter program or find out if they have a uh, program where they, a career program for women where they give clothes for women, they do kind of like a dress success thing to, so that you can donate. If you have a product that might work well with that, whether you're, you know, say, for example, you're in a Mary Kay business or you're in an Avon business or you're in um, another type of direct sales business that has fragrances or has products for women to take care of themselves, what if you decided that I'm going to donate a couple of products each month to a different church and nonprofit organization, also with a card to, to tell them how I can help them uh, with a career opportunity. So, again, it's so important for you to understand that there are so many ways you can step outside of the box in setting the, the foundation to reach out and find your diamonds, Right. And you can reach out to other nonprofit organizations. You can reach out to other community organizations as well. So very, very important. I have a client who teaches um, aerobics and fitness to school-age children. And what she does is she goes around and she volunteers some of her time each week to give free fitness classes to daycares and um in areas where they, she knows the parents may not be able to pay for her services. But she does that, and she was recently wrote up in um, a community newspaper that in turn get, got her a lot of business. But she was doing it from her heart. She was just out there being the ambassador and also giving back to the community. And then all of a sudden, diamonds appeared to her. So, again, you really need to understand that this is about you stepping outside of the box. This is about you being the ambassador that you need to be for your business. So, again, 
It's laying the foundation, number one, is being clear on the benefits that you offer. Number two is being the ambassador. And then now that you're clear on your benefits, you're being an ambassador, the next thing that you want to do is you want to create a communication system with the individuals that you have met, right? Whether it's been somebody online that that really likes what you do and they have started to refer people or they are referring people, you want to have a communications line to your diamonds, okay? If your diamonds is a customer and they've already purchased something from you, they still should be receiving discount coupons. They still should be receiving samples, right, special offers. And then they also should be receiving um, an email maybe just with a, a letter of gratitude, right? Very, very important to stay in front of your customers, and you really need to stay in front of your customers on a weekly basis. Very, very important. Um, if it is a person who is a referrer, meaning these are people that they're not necessarily your customer, but they are, but they are people who refer others to you to be your customers, to be your clients, and again, some could be your customers as well, then you want to do the same thing. For people who are your referrer, you want to make sure that they, they know about your business. One of the biggest parts is educating individuals who are going to refer to you, educating them about what you do, what those benefits are, but let them experience it as well. If you see that it's somebody who's excited about you and what you do, then you need to let them experience that. If you're a consultant, give them a free consultation, right? Um, if you are a health and wellness coach, give them a free coaching session so they can experience it. If you have products, give them a free product so they, they can experience it, right? And then these type of people who are referring others to you, you still have to keep them in the know about new products and new things that you have. Now, with that said, you have some business that will have referral programs where they actually pay, um, set up an affiliate program and actually give you a percentage of the product sale or service sale, but then you have some people who are not expecting that, and then what they do is they give, like, loyalty cards or reward cards, which might be like a, a card to the movies. Um, it may be a card for a discount off of a book club like Amazon. Uh, it could be different things that you come up with that you actually create, right? Um, and you can use it as a reward. The thing I think that you need to understand about rewarding people who refer others to you is that it shouldn't always be just about giving them something from your business because you're expecting another sale and they need to use your product. Uh, a referral reward can, should be, I think, not relevant to your business. I think it should be something outside of your business that they can enjoy with an everyday life, you know. It could be um, a gift card to the grocery store. It could be a gift card to rent a movie in, like, one of the red boxes. It could be a gift card to the pharmacy or the drugstore, like a Walgreens or a Walmart. It could be, it could be something that's totally outside of, your business. Here's why that's so important, because when you provide them with that gift card, whether it's $5, $10, or what have you, when you provide them with that gift card, guess what? When they take it out to, to you that they're going to remember, this person gave me this. How nice of that was that of them? They're going to remember you giving them a gift like that sooner than they would you 
you giving them something within the business. So while you can use the business as an incentive for customers, for people who are just referral sources for you, well, I would recommend that you give them a free service, let them try what you do, but then also when they refer someone that generates cash for you, you need to give them something that's non-related, okay? Um, it comes across as more of a sincere thank you. Very, very important. So you've got to know how to harvest, how to mine your diamonds, how to take care of your diamonds and keep them sparkling and keep them shining. And the things that I've recommended so far is going to do that very thing. So very, very important. The next thing that I think is important as you harvest and mine your diamonds and keep them bright and keep them shining is that I recommend that you create either a quarterly or a biannual event. Um, that you invite all your clients and customers to um, and your referrers. Now, if you have a national online company, that may be a little more difficult. So you might do something virtual, right, something fun and virtual. So um, if you have customers, clients, and, and referrals, uh, referrers that are in your local area, then a, a picnic, uh, doing a picnic during the spring and summer or having a party or a social gathering, those are just wonderful, okay, because it gives people another opportunity to network, to connect, and it gives you total attention towards your business where you can display new products or make them aware of new services. Um, so there's all kinds of things that you can do. So there you have it, ways to harvest and mine your diamonds and stay in communication with the people that are showing you some love, that are giving you business or that are giving you referrals and, that referrals. and then you know, which is so important, you know that your part in all of this is that you have to be getting yourself out there as an ambassador so that they can appear, so that the diamonds can appear to you. Well, ladies, that's all I have for today. Uh, next Monday, the 28th, is the last day for our theme of this month of May. The diamonds are in your own backyard, so make sure you mark your calendar. Don't forget to go and visit womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast to listen to any of the previous podcasts. Don't forget to also schedule your power talk, right? Very, very important. I love you with the love of God. That's the best love that you can have, and I wish you so much joy and abundance. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.